You're listening to the two dumb users. Hashtag praise Ovaltine. Hashtag praise Ovaltine. Hashtag praise Ovaltine. Ovaltine. <laughs> Ovaltine. Hell yeah. What up, what up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to the Two Dumb Yinzers. This is episode 235. This is Thursday morning. What's up, Michael? What up, B? Oh, man. man. What up? Happy to be here. Yes. We escaped. We escaped the big storm, Mike. Apparently, the other night when we went to bed on Tuesday, we were expected to have a blizzard come through. And uh, you know what? That never really happened. We got a little snow yesterday morning. Yeah, covered the ground, but it was it was gone by the time the afternoon came around. So we, I think we dodged a bullet. Was there? Did it, did anybody else get the big snow, or was it just uh We it it, it was great, man. It like blew north of us. I is that what it. happened? Yeah, I was looking at the map, and I'm like, I am glad I no longer live in Sandusky because it looks like they got hit right up on the lake. And uh, it's like, yeah, I'm I mean, happy I don't live there anymore. It was cool because, like I said, we we totally missed it. We got like I said, a little covering, a little covering yesterday morning was mm-hmm. barely nothing and then uh and then when it was time for you know the kids to get home from school it, it was basically already melted and gone and i you know i dig i dig i i like getting that um drawing that that straw whenever it comes to snow oh me too like when once i love watching the weather report i love watching it come in and then i see oh, winds changed score don't have to deal with it but in the back of my mind is like i kind of want to deal with it at least for a day now you like just that snow. yeah just because like by the time I would get home from work, since I work, you know, at three in the morning, I get done by like eight thirty. I'm home by like nine thirty. It's great. I don't, my day's done, so I'm gonna sit there and watch it out the window, watch it accumulate, and just like, yeah, I don't have to deal with it. I don't have to go anywhere now. Perfect for me. Yeah, yeah, no, it worked out good. Every, you know, hopefully you get your snow. You get your snow for you. But um, a couple things, Mike. You know, there is, there is a, some kind of, there must be some kind of bandit around here. Well, I'm going to ask you first before I, before I go on. Okay. Are you, do you know where your head is? But, but what I mean, do you know where oh, the dummy head? Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. Last time I was there. Cause that little shelf he sits on. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the, one of the little elves at the uh, studio pointed to and it fell off and i got distracted and never picked it back up okay okay so it's okay yeah it's around- yeah I, w- I saw i was decapitated i think i was just distraught and put it out of my mind and just and of course we have these dummies here at the studio and uh the head the head of mike's dummy came missing and i i just got a little concerned because after last week after my my friday pen came missing i, I wasn't sure what to think <laughs> but um if mike's pen, pen in the head or all together it's yeah uh, Somebody I don't want to know what happens at the studio when I'm up there. The I'm head, kind of afraid. And they ran and left for Canada, never to be seen again. 
You know what? I would watch that movie. That would be like a great, great Pixar movie. The pen and the head and the pen. The head and the pen. I think it would. I think it would be fun. I'd watch it. Yeah, you would be <laughs> like the the head would be like um that big. What was the Pixar movie? The monsters, right? That's the Pixar. Yeah, yeah, the monsters. Yeah. See now, now we're just like combining all the different uh, companies. A couple other. We're gonna get sued. Other things I did before uh, I want to talk about before we get going. Mm-hmm. I, I I um I, I came across a new problem in life. Oh God. And I saw you briefly the other morning, and you might have seen my problem yesterday morning. No, I, I was at the bus stop like I usually am in the morning, uh-huh. and well, the neighbor, the neighbor across the street, mm-hmm. he's talking, and you know, and I'm just trying to do what I got to do to get through the morning and get back to the house. <laughs> yeah. Well, he then mentions in conversation, he says, well, when I went to school in Manaka, which is the school that I went to, mm-hmm. and I said, oh, you went to Manaka? He's like, yeah. I'm like, how old are you? And he he said, 42. 43. 43 is what he said. He said, oh, wow. What's your name? And he went and said his name. And I was like, oh. No, I didn't really remember. I I remembered him, but I didn't know him when we were in school. And um, to make a long story short, he's a talker. Mm -hmm. And when I seen you the other day, it was snowing. Oh, yeah. So I'm at the bus stop, and the kids go. 45 minutes later, when I come into the house, Mike, <laughs> I was like a fucking bomb, abominable snowman. I, I had snow stacked on my hat. My pants were soaked from snow. And it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a two-way conversation. Yeah. It was very one-way. And every time I tried to sneak in and, and give them the, oh, okay, well, I got to, oh, okay. It was almost like a key to start a new story. I like it. <laughs> now that's not you know hardly the problem he could he likes to talk whatever that's fine now the issue the burden is trying to figure a way out around it yeah he can talk all he wants as long as i'm not the thing is he's very hard to pull away from if that wasn't yeah. the case and i'm not saying he's not a nice guy he's a nice guy but the guy he he, he got some pipes man he's a uh, long-winded you know it, yeah yeah i see this is why i try to avoid avoid talking to people and i do like the, the less people i know the better yeah so like, I, I don't know it, it takes a lot for me to like want to sit there and like talk to people even like really close friends like if, if i have something yeah. to do i don't want to talk to you i may have known you my entire life been great friends but if i don't want to talk i don't want to talk you're doing what you're doing now and you got things to do you got things on your mind yeah and and, and it just kept but going. i get it though i get it you know you haven't seen each other in forever no but, I, yeah. I have never seen the, the thing was mike like i said we, we weren't friends yeah, it wasn't even like you know. I I recall him being a uh, two grades behind me, mm-hmm. and the only reason I remember is from little league. I could remember little league, and he was a pitcher on the one team. And uh, like I said, not not even a friend. But he's not a bad guy. I don't want to give him the wrong impression that yeah. I don't like him. I just don't want to stand there and get you know four inches of snow piled on me while I'm listening to stories for forty five <laughs> additional minutes at the bus stop. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I I see where you're coming from. So. Uh... That is great, though. That's great. I I think everyone has been in that situation, probably like on both ends. Like you're sitting there talking to someone, thinking the conversation is going great. They get inside, like, oh, you're not going to believe this. Yeah, here's who I ran into. They would not shut up. Yeah, and, and if I brought him up, 
to any of my friends mm-hmm. or anybody that I knew, they they probably wouldn't remember him either. Like I said, yeah. he just I, I kind of just remember him from baseball and yeah, um, uh, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I almost have to go behind, go out of my back back of the, the house and. Um, you gotta, you gotta go in like flanking maneuvers to avoid flanking maneuvers. I gotta go through the snow. I gotta fight off dogs just to get up to the bus stop. That's extra far for me to walk, but you know what? It's going to be worth it because if I have to do all that, I I save 40 minutes of my time and I'm able to get back to the studio and start working. Now, what if, now what if they see you further down the street and they go walking? As long as he can't talk to me, I guess we're okay. I mean, I could give him the wave. You know, and, if, and, and, and the, you know, well, the, or, the, only, the only thing I have to accomplish, Mike, is avoiding him for the rest of my life. So, I mean, it's not like it's that big of a deal. It's not right? that big of a deal. Or what you can do is you can send him, like, the first eight minutes of this episode. Yeah. It was like, hey, man, you got to watch my new podcast. And um, you just want to watch this episode right here, but uh, the first 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a neighbor. Now he knows I'm a neighbor. You know what I mean? Before, I didn't know he was a neighbor. What they used to do is they would go up to the next bus stop mm-hmm. and sit in the van. They have, a, they have like a hundred kids. There's like there's got to be a hundred kids that come. No, he was in the house. van down by the river. Okay. Yeah. So he's yeah. in the van, and uh, he's usually at the other bus stop, the one that I have to. I, I'm thinking about turning to now. Yeah. So I never had to see the guy before. Just as of two days ago, the, the morning that you seen the guy was the first time that I've ever ran into him. And uh, oh, yeah. so, like I said, as long as I can avoid him for the rest of my yeah, life, I'll be fine. Before. You know, this actually brings me like great, great pleasure because it's something like it's you being. <laughs> miserable yeah. for a change not me i, I kind of like it i kind of like it i think i figured out your problem what's anyway. that well you have you started this diet recently and i know that when people go on diets they, they just get i don't know you, you're not the same you're not happy. i am happy i mean i you? am yeah because it's like don't you love delicious food? i do love let's see that's why like i like ground turkey to me like once i cook it in like my i get like the ground turkey like hot sausage or sweet sausage so it has a nice kick to it so it's, a, it's not a bland i know how to cook with seasoning so I, I i like it i like the food the food tastes good like i still can eat like thinking. i no like i can eat like the fake eggs or like the, like the bob evans beaters they taste just fine just like regular eggs i like it I still cut up my you know my potatoes my onions my green peppers my tofu eggs. Oh, god no no, no, just the egg whites, but they're but they're dyed yellow, so it looks like a real egg. So you're not like as yeah. pressed, so no, it's good, man. And you know, I've I had this diet before. I liked it then. I like it now. I just I, I got my eye on you. I, I got a close eye on you. I got to make sure you're yeah, all right. Because right. if I don't make sure you're right, who who's gonna make sure you're all That's right? That's true. That's true. Not my kid, because my kid, you know, just decides. You know, he doesn't want to talk to me. He just gives me orders of what to go get him. Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um. So anyway, Mike, we do. We got some things to some things going on here. We had a big, and I'm not talking about big. I'm talking about a huge hockey game on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. Mike. Uh, between the Florida Panthers, they come to town to play the Penguins, and this game wasn't just no ordinary game. Now, I want to say the score uh, finished up being 7-6. to six. It was an overtime win for the Penguins. We got mm-hmm. two points, and that puts us in a pretty good spot tonight. We yep. were fighting. Um, we'll get into that in a minute for that first wild card spot. But um, last, on Tuesday night, Mike, we had a return yes. from a big, big, big contributor. And boy, did he contribute. They, uh, Chris Letang. Chris Letang's who we're talking about. Now, he missed 11 mm-hmm. games. 
he had all kind of issues, a lot of things going on. Nobody, you know, that's fine. Do your thing, brother. But he came back and he played like the guy we needed oh, to yeah. come back and played. It, it, yeah, um, we needed him. <laughs> he might. He was the, the, the first star yep. of the game, you know, which is great. But let's talk about some of the things he did, Mike. He scored two mm-hmm. goals. He had two assists, yep. total of four points. Only uh, that's his fifth fifth time of his career that he's um, got four points in a game. He played for twenty six minutes and twenty nine seconds. Uh, not bad plan for just about half the game. Your first day back yeah. after missing what eleven games due to personal issues and lower body injuries. Rather impressive. And Mike, he also by the night that he had, he had one power play goal, one power play assist. One even strength mm-hmm. goal, one even strength assist, and one overtime. He had the game-winning goal, which is the first blue liner in the history of the NHL to have that line. That's that's, that's not that that's not line. bad. That's not bad when you when you score that many points in a game and do it in a unique fashion to where you're the only one. Mike, could this be this 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 little bit of energy, this little bit of um, motivation? Now look what they did. They were able to come out and they they, they that was a shootout. It was seven to mm-hmm. six. Like I said, final score. They went to overtime sixes and uh and Latag, you know, maybe getting him back is gonna be a good thing for this team and, and just you know, go to fire under the guys' asses and uh you know help them continue to, to move in the right direction because tonight we got a showdown. We have a showdown in Washington mm-hmm. and we play the Capitals, we're tied in fourth place, we're playing for that first wild card spot, seven o'clock tonight. The Capitals are 25-19-6, and six, and the Penguins, they're 24-15-8. So this game is going to be huge. So, you know, this Latang boost, Mike. Yeah. I hope that we could ride this out for a little while. What, what uh, think, me too. I, I hope so. But we we are without Jari until after the All-Star break. Yeah. So that's huge right there. So that puts more pressure on DeSmith and, you know, backup. Smith's backup. Um, I, I'm hoping, like, you know, Latang was playing like the Latang of old the other night. Yes, flying down the ice. He's amazing, all, you know, man. He looked great. Talk about a minutes eater. So that you know, that's going to help you. Him playing all those minutes, that's going to limit the you know the ice time of the like the bottom pair, so they don't get overexposed. They're able to manage their minutes better. Um, Dumoulin, who's been struggling all year, has now been he's if I read it right, um, him and Latang are being reunited. They're going to be on that top pair again. Ho- hopefully, you know. That will provide um, Dumoulin having Latang back. Latang playing the way he has this nice stabilizing effort in Dumoulin to where he doesn't have to try and do too much. He can fi- uh, hopefully find his game to be one of the better lockdown defenders in this league that he was for a good stretch of the of his career. You know, when we were winning those back to back cups, my man was shutting down everyone. So if he Latang's performance can increase, and hopefully that would help will help Dumoulin's. Um, I'm just so happy to have Latang back in the way he's playing. Yes. Because, can I go off on a rant here for a minute? Mm, please. Uh, Chris Letang, three-time Stanley Cup winner. Why does he always get crapped on by the fans and the media in this town? If he has a bad game, it becomes made out to be the worst game in NHL history. Whereas, compared to someone across town who's never won anything, who's played in seven playoff games, has, what, two wins, three wins? Cam Hayward beloved mm. by the fans and the media can do no wrong. Latang, three-time Stanley Cup champion, can only do wrong in this town. Can someone explain it to me? Can someone make it make sense? One's a champion, one is not. 
You know, I got to be completely honest with you. I, I've never bad-mouthed Chris Letang ever. Um, I, I've always just found him to be a solid part of that team. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and you talk about the, the, the nucleus, uh, the core of this team with Crosby, Malkin, and Letang. You know, I, I've always just kind of bunched them three together and said, you know what, as long as we got these three, we're going to be an okay team. Yeah. And then you bring other players around. But no, I, I've heard this as well. I'm not real sure what the, uh, the stink is about because there really is no reason at all for yeah, people like, in Pittsburgh to be bad mouthing Chris Letang. No, like when he when he when he has a bad game, I I have no problem saying like Letang, you you played a bad game. The decisions you make help contribute to the loss. I have no problem with that because I have no problem saying he played a great game. Same thing with like I have no problem criticizing Cam Hayward, but I also have no problem saying praising him when he does well. I just this town, the fans, and the media it frustrates me when someone who is a champion who has contributed to championships gets demonized constantly where someone who's never contributed to a championship gets praise after praise after praise. And then like the great people always go to Latang like, well, they won that one cup without him. I mean, that one Stanley cup where he played lights out all the way through. And we got lucky that we were able to steal Trevor daily. And then Jacques Martin had one of the greatest defensive coaching jobs in Stanley Cup playoff history, managing those minutes perfectly where the team played great defensive hockey all the way around. But tell you what, they don't make the playoffs that year without Latang. Yeah, absolutely. And this guy, he he's been he's a huge contributor in this team. I, I just feel bad for him, man. Like this town never it's like there's always that vocal segment of the of the fans in the media that just want to criticize him and never want to give him his due. I like Tanger. I I, I do too. Like if you don't like Tanger, there's something wrong with you. Here's the thing about Latang. I mean, you know, these guys, like Pasqua Dupuy, he was having some blood clot issues and, you know, he hung it up. And guys you see that have these issues. Mm -hmm. Chris Latang is a gamer. This guy, he has two strokes. He's going through some some hardship, his, uh, losing people in his family. And you know what? This guy, he he muscles it out. I like this kind of guy. I like the tough guy. I've always, you know, it's always kind of been my guy. And I, I like that. I like the fact that he fights through all that, comes back, and as productive as can be. Like I said, that, that game was mm -hmm. as good as game as that you're going to get from a defensive oh, yeah. player in the NHL. I like him. I always like Chris Letang. I don't know what people's problems are. Um, you know, and if you've got a problem with, with Chris Letang, you know, then maybe maybe you've got more issues because the guy's done great things here since yeah. he's been here. I mean, he's been here for, you know, all these cups, all these runs. All, I don't get it either, Mike. I don't know. I wish somebody would explain that a little bit more because me too. It makes no I, sense. I just it, it, it's just frustrating because I was thinking about that like after the game, and then the day, yeah, all day yesterday, just like stuff reading about Latang. Like, like how how can you hate this guy? Like people like legit like oh he's a bomb he's worthless blah 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 they don't need him. him. I, I I don't get it. This this guy he's a gamer. When he's on he's on. Yeah, I think he's had like he had like one year where he's like, oh god, like he just could not get it together. But yeah, he runs through stretches where things don't go well. That happens to every player that plays eighty some odd games a year. Plays like Crosby will have player. spells where he's not scoring. You know, Malkin will go through stretches where he's not scoring, playing poorly. It happens to every player in the league, and it just like seems that, like it gets magnified. That's the thing that happens to every player that plays any sport. Nobody's yeah. perfect. You know what I mean? Um, one one interesting one interesting statistic I do like Mike the other night when Gino Sid and Latang did score in mm -hmm. that uh, game against Florida Mike it was the twelfth time the twelfth time that all three of those fellows scored in one game in in those twelve games they're eleven zero and one 
Well, why don't they just score together all the time? What are these bums <laughs> doing? They would have right. 18 Stanley Cups if they were the score a bum, the you know. <laughs> yeah, it's all the tanks. Look, Hang <laughs> and Flurry, it's all their fault. Yes. I just love like when Flurry left town, like every, everyone just come out of the water. Oh, yeah, we always supported him. Like, no, you didn't. Uh-oh, yeah. I know people who personally like hated Flower. And then when he left, like, oh, I can't believe they let him go. I'm like, that's not what you said last week. His like, first couple years were gone. frustrating, but you know what? That was as worse as, as it got. You know what? And he got so much better, you know, on a lot of these dumb things. But he was a young goalie. He got so much better. And it's, over time, he became, you know, and it still is, is one of the premier goalies, even though he's older now. His numbers say that he's one of the better goalies of he, all time. So, I, I you know, like, I, what, top two, top three, like top three in wins or something. Right. Like that. That's top what I'm two. I, I haven't so, looked at stat. I know he's getting close, but with the exception gonna, of his first two, two and a half seasons, anything after that, if you, if you yeah. thought he was a bum, you're crazy. Yeah. It, and how many times like he was left out the dry? Yeah. <laughs> and how many times he <laughs> saved the team when he was left yeah. out the dry? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think there was like one, pl- that one playoff there where he really did collapse. Like, okay, yeah, you can blame that one on Flower, but the other ones, man, that was a total team effort. Some of those losses. Yeah. He was a beast, man. And like I, him, I think... Latang, beast. I, I, you know, I don't know. I just don't get it. I think it's because they're French Canadian. <laughs> you think? Well, that's why, like a lot, like that's why, like a lot of the hockey media really doesn't like Lemieux because he's French Canadian. Hmm. They don't like French Canadians. That's my conspiracy. That's my conspiracy. Anyway, I don't. I'm not from Canada. You I don't think know. The French Canadians would be safe just because it's a, a Canadian sport, and uh, you know. Yeah, but they're different, man. It they're isn't like there's French Canadians playing in the in the in the football league, and people say, "Oh, I don't this know, guy. man." I just I just don't think they don't like French Canadians. I don't know. Hmm. It seems to be uh, like the stereotype. Like they all hate French Canadians. Like some of the shows I watch, like the villains are always French Canadians. Uh, or <laughs> English. Canada, got that so. English. Yeah, some kind of accent. Yeah. Mike, also uh, from this game, it was the reverse retro jersey night. Your favorite, your favorite. And it's the last one of the season, Mike. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. However, the um the, the final record in the nine games that they did wear the reverse retro jerseys from the 1992 season. Mike, it is six, two, and one, six, two, and one. So while wearing those jerseys, they did fare fairly well, even though we uh, we're not big fans of them. But uh, Mike, we are done with the retro, reverse retro jerseys for this. They season. they should be done. And hey, just because we had a winning record with them, so did we the first time we wore them. Then we lost in the first <laughs> round to the Islanders. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> Mike the. Jerseys. Pitt Panthers. Uh, let me go back real quick. So tonight, mm-hmm. everybody, big game, big game. If you like the Penguins, if you're following the Penguins, you love hockey. Seven o'clock, seven o'clock, seven o'clock tonight in Washington. You get to see all them boys down there in Washington, all the all the familiar faces. It's gonna be a big one tonight. Penguins at Capitol, seven o'clock. That's gonna be a game right there, boys. Pitt, 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 Pitt's back in the back nut. Pitt is back in action last night at the Pete. Pitt Mike, is back um, in the nut. What? They had uh, Wake Forest. Wake Forest, who was um, fourteen and six coming into the game, they take Pitt all the way down to the end. Pitt wins this one, eighty-one seventy-nine, with Kenny Pickett in the house. Kenny and uh, a couple of the linemen were sitting there at the game. Ended up being a lot closer than what it should be. You know what? On the other hand, they're both sitting there at 14 and 7 today. So maybe it shouldn't have been, uh, you know, maybe that, that 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 was a good game. That was a good game for Wake, yeah. uh, for Pitt was Wake Forest. We have Miami. Now, Miami's coming to town on Saturday, 4 o'clock. They're number 20 in the country. Mm-hmm. Who We're all bunched right there in the, um, you know, in that part of the conference. I think we're third. We're tied for third, something like that. So there's a lot of things going on within the conference, Mike, for this Pitt basketball team. 
So winning this game against Wake Forest is big. If they come out Saturday and beat Miami, that's going to be huge because, you know, the time's not getting any further to the March Madness. we got to start mm-hmm. pulling it together and winning some of these games that we've been dropping. And I think getting that uh, 81-79 win over Wake Forest yesterday was was pretty big, Mike. Yeah, like any win over anyone, it's a, it just it's a nice palate cleanser resets you. You're like, all right, we can do this. We we haven't forgotten how to win. And like you said, man, get this upset win over Miami, and just keep it rolling throughout, man. You got Miami, and then at North Carolina, even though they're not ranked right now. So any win over North Carolina, it's always good. Always good when you can beat those historic powerhouses. Absolutely, it was a pretty exciting, pretty exciting atmosphere. Uh, seemed like the zoo was really going, going crazy. Like I said, you had uh, Steelers there. You had um, uh, the celebration of the 35 anniversary, the broken backboard. It, yes. it was all kind of stuff going on down at the uh, Pete last night. So hopefully, like I said, hopefully they could carry it over, Mike. Because Saturday's a big game, big game, big game. Number 20 in the land, Miami will be at the Pete on Saturday, four o'clock. Let's go, Pitt. Never hear me say that, but let's go, Pitt. Uh, Mike, also a couple other things. It is three months and one day from the draft. I can't wait. Three months and one day. Drafts in what? Uh, Kansas City this year, I believe. Kansas City. There's a couple guys, Mike, I want to ask you about. A couple names mm-hmm. that I've seen over the past two days here that uh, could be possible. Oh, God. Targets of the asking players I haven't even heard of before. I have to scramble on this one. All right, you ready to scramble? Uh, let's do this. So, John Michael Schmidt, John Michael Schmidt from Minnesota. He's an Oops. inside offensive linebacker, primarily a center. Offensive linebacker, offensive lineman, an inside <laughs> offensive lineman. It's how it's so listed. Interior, interior. In, no, that's what I. Inside John interior. Schmidt. He's the yes. He's the number one rated center. So there's a lot of talk, Mike. There was talk about him, and then also a gentleman from Illinois, a cornerback named Devin Witherspoon, are the two that I want to talk about today. Yes, Devin Witherspoon is that one? Is that name familiar? Yeah, Devin. He's uh, where's he at in corners? Um, he's pretty high up there in corners, if I believe, if I remember correctly. Witherspoon, Witherspoon. Yeah. And there was talk about possibly trading up to get. Here's the thing: we have so many needs. Yeah. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't I wouldn't give I wouldn't compromise my picks because we have good picks. You know, we're getting three in the first fifty. And yeah, you know, they were talking about possibly trading up and, and you know you lose one of those picks or you compromise it because you're trying to get up to get but there's not one particular player that we're looking at. And we're you know, I mean we have we need uh corner, we need linemen, we need inside linebackers, we need this, we need that. So I I you know, and, and again I'm not the general manager, but uh you wouldn't think you would you would compromise your your picks at this point because you could get three really good picks yeah. for those three positions right you know just from your mm-hmm. your picks otherwise you trade up to get the really you know that that one big big name which you know I don't know who it would be at this point I mean, I know they like Joey Porter Jr I know there's a couple other guys but um, I, I don't the, think Mike, you got I, that tackle out of a uh, Northwestern uh, no, Northwestern yes yeah they, there's talk <laughs> about like him trading like the swapping uh, the first and offering up uh, what pick forty nine. The second second round pick, flopping that to uh, the Texans is the rumor I, I I read. What would you as, do? Would you would you pull something like I, that? If you really if they if if I'm really in love with a guy like this is the guy I want. If I think he's going to be my franchise left tackle, I'm going to pull go ahead and pull that trigger because he's, he's not going to fall down to 17. No, if he's sitting there hovering around like that that Houston pick is still still on the board, I'm calling up Houston. 
like, hey, do you want to you know move now and gain another pick? Do you think pick thirty two guy... is off the board? You can't have that. We'll give you this other second round, and you want to pick next year later in the draft. Get a little package together and move up and get your left tackle. If you think he's going to be your franchise left tackle, and you think Kenny Pickett's going to be your franchise quarterback, I'm going and getting my guy, and I'm getting. Uh, I'll put him there. You but think we got to go have, for. But if you think, hey, you know what? We can survive with Dan Moore for another year. Or, hey, there's someone in free agency coming up. We get them before the draft. We're going to get them after draft. But then you're looking, okay, hey, man, we Mason Cole did all right at center, center, but we want to upgrade center. Or Dawson did okay at center. Okay. Or at guard, you have um, the kid from Florida, um, Osiris. Oh, yeah. God, I forget his name. But, yeah. He's the number one guard. He, if he's sitting there, that center sitting there, okay, pick one there. Then we drop down to 32. There's still going to be a good corner there. Absolutely. There's still going to be, a, if you want to upgrade a nose tackle, Siki Ika should be sitting there. The big stud defensive tackle from uh, Washington. He should be sitting there. Okay, so boom. I just upgraded my center or my guard position. I upgraded my defensive line at nose tackle. Where do you win? You win the games in the trenches. That's right there. Cool. Then you drop down to pick 39. There's still going to be a decent corner there because this it's looking like it's stacking up to be a pretty good corner draft. So you get one of those guys there too. Boom. You upgraded two positions of need. I don't have a problem with that at all. But for these two right here, I wouldn't trade up to get the center. I wouldn't trade up to get the corner. I would only trade up to get one of the left tackles. Yeah, we definitely got to we we definitely got to get that left tackle. You got to you got to solidify your line. A lot of time you either do that with the center yeah. or your left tackle, and that's big. And but like you said, Mike, I, I think that you know sitting at the positions we're sitting, I, I think there's going to be ample players. And even if you get your guy in at that third pick or the second pick, I mean these are still uh -huh. damn good football players. You know you don't have to get the very best. I mean you want yeah. the very best available, but you know what? I I think with the three picks that we have, I think our draft's gonna be good. On top of we're gonna be hitting free agency as well. So I mean we yeah. might be getting you know top you know some good decent players in mm -hmm. from free agency. I can't wait. It's gonna be a lot of fun, Mike. I, I really can. It's like I said, three months in one day. Three months in one day. Like, like this we'll draft uh, weekend. Yeah. Like Witherspoon. Like he's he's like the number six rated corner right now. Yeah. You know, that's, that's all going to change. So if you can land him in, in the second round and with one of your second round picks, I would do that and maybe we get that center in the first round. Witherspoons back there. Yeah, you can get that center. You can get the center. Get your get a better guard at at seventeen. Like people like or or I, I've seen people complaining like why why would the Steelers want a lineman in the first round? Just because it's not a sexy pick, not a sexy position, doesn't mean it's. You it's know, it's not important. important. It is though. very important. We have gone years without taking a lineman in the first round. Like the Steelers tend to do pretty well when they take a lineman in the first round. DeCastro, Pouncey, Fanica. They tend not to miss with linemen. And, you know, we passed on Creed Humphreys. We passed on Tyler Lindbaum. We might want to go ahead and draft that center. It sounds weird, but Pittsburgh has always been known for damn good centers. Mike oh, Webster, Demarney Dawson, um, Ray Mansfield. If you go, I'm not used to having for a bad back. center. Yeah, like Justin Hartwick was a very good center. So you, center's like a very key position on this team. You you get it. You get that anchor, man. I wouldn't mind going center. And if there's still a damn good guard sitting there at 32, take him right there. Upgrade that offensive line. So we do. I, I don't recall which day free agency starts, but we got free agency. 
We have the draft mm-hmm. shortly after that, a short while after that. We have uh, camp starting in the summertime. So we're going to, yeah, here we are, Mike. We're, we're already in the next yeah. season and they haven't played the Super Bowl yet. Yeah. And like that, 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 that John Michael Schmitz, he's average overall, like, uh, like in the 48th overall player. Okay. Uh, let's say he slips down to 32. Take him there. Yeah. Imagine like, you, hey, you trade pick 49 up to, up to 12, get the left tackle. 32 sit there and get your center you upgraded your offensive line i i would not be opposed to that at all i like it i you know like i said i'm between 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 free agency and the drafts i, I think yeah. we're gonna fill all of our positions oh, yeah and it's i think gonna, we're gonna it's gonna be interesting to see like what omar khan does yes absolutely this, this first, first time running omar the show, khan man. draft uh it's gonna be a lot of fun mike i can't wait i think a lot of people were right there with us uh mike also let's see uh, a couple guys we signed over the past couple of days for those future contracts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had we re- uh, signed a receiver from the Vikings, uh, Dan Dan Chasina, Dan Chasina, mm-hmm. and also the future another future contract track was a guy that we had before who mm-hmm. got picked up by the Giants, Quincy Roche. Is that how you say his last name? Uh, Roche, Roche uh, Quincy Roche. You know he's an edge. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, those are a couple of guys that we just did. We signed within yeah. the past two days back on the uh... yeah, like Groshe. He's bounced around. He played a little here and there, but he's mostly a practice squad guy. So it, it, it's someone that they're, the Steelers are familiar with. That's typical what they do. Is either if they lose some, like someone they try to hide on the practice squad to bring them back in, or someone they wanted the draft who they weren't able to get in the draft, but they have that history with through the process. They like to bring them back in to see if there's something there. And, you know, this is what what it is, man. You're like you said, you future contracts, get them in the training camp to see if there's something there. Absolutely. And so you know, did. depth at the outside linebacker position, we need it. So let's throw whatever we can at the wall and see if one of these guys sticks. Mike, do you want to hear an interesting number? Speaking of mm-hmm. inside linebackers, you want to hear this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You better sit down. I, I'm sitting. Here we go. You're gonna shit yourself. The Steelers inside linebackers this season, Mike. Uh-huh. Produced zero fumbles, <laughs> zero fumble recoveries, and wow. zero interceptions, which you're not going to ask from your linebackers a lot, but it happens. They get the ball yeah, bouncing like around the Patrick middle Queen, of the field. Patrick Queen and the other yes. inside linebacker, the Ravens, that, that loss, man, they both had them. Exactly. They make usually make the big ones, um, the, the ones that count in crunch time that's bouncing around or comes out of somebody's hand and they're there. Mike, our inside linebackers last season produced no fumbles, no fumble recoveries, and no interceptions. Mike, that needs to be addressed. And obviously, it will be addressed. I don't believe De- uh, Devin Bush will be here next season. Mm-mm. I think Miles Jack will be the guy. Whether somebody comes here for free agency, whatever we do, hopefully it's a better situation. But that has to improve, Mike. That has to improve. It has to. You, you have to be able to get – those inside linebackers, especially in the three four, man, that you have to be able to some type of splash play, man. You're and, covering and, the tight end. You're you're covering that that middle part of the zone. You should be able, like you said, man, an interception every once in a while will be nice. Strip somebody when there's uh, a gang of fumble. guys tackling yes. somebody. Yeah. Strip the ball. What are you doing in there? You know. Yeah, like uh, Miles Jack and Devin Bushman. These are two guys that you know should be making high impact plays, and they weren't. 
I look for Devin. I look for, I'm sorry, not Devin. I believe he won't be here, but uh, Miles Jack, I think he will be making some bigger plays next year. Uh, and it's going to come down to a lot of different things. I think that the defense is going to be played different next year. I think that this year we were chasing our tail through the first half of the season. And like we said on Tuesday, you know, Brian uh, Flores and the defensive coaches, they went, they got this team from uh, number 32 mm-hmm. to, <coughs> excuse me, to, <coughs> excuse me, to the top 10. So I think that you're going to see the defense play a little bit differently yeah. this year. And and Miles Jack does need to make improvements in those areas. And Miles Jack also needs to drive people back on tackles. There's a lot of times he's going backwards. Mm-hmm. One of your inside guys has to be has to be able to drive people back. You can't have yeah. two undersized guys getting pushed 30 yards down the field. Yeah. So I, I think when we get somebody different in there, whether it be the guy from Buffalo, Philadelphia, whoever, whoever it is, you know, hopefully we could bring that together because that inside, you know, and a lot of time like we we're getting burnt on those run mm-hmm. plays. It was runs right through the middle of the interior line. Oh, yeah. And that second layer wasn't there. Where's our linebackers at? So that needs to improve drastically. Needs to improve. And I just looking up Devin Bush or Devin Bush, Miles Jack's contract. He's due for eleven million next year. That's what eleven two five. And dead cap space is three two five. So yes. it wouldn't surprise me if they it if they move on from both middle linebackers and try and start mm, fresh, that'll be rough. Yeah, but, be rough, but, you, if you can, you... but if you can get two guys for, yeah, the... you know, that are cheaper and, but they can actually, that you expect to be better in the long run. I, you I just do remember you Miles Jack do. being a hammer down in Jacksonville, and I didn't see that this year. Maybe it's the new environment. Maybe, but, but I, like I said, if he's around next year, he has to improve and he has to do those oh, things yeah. a little bit better. Because, like I said, you've seen the results of what happens mm-hmm. if those inside linebackers aren't making oh, that yeah. impact on the it, game. It, yeah, if we can, if they can uh, improve that front three, and you know, if they can actually eat up blockers, man, that way they're not having to constantly fight off guards. Right. You you would hope you would hope they would be more impactful, too. Mike, uh, no, yeah, you're good. Go ahead. No, no, that's, I was. I don't know why I added the two there at the end. Um, Brian Flores he interviewed with the Vikings yesterday for their defensive coordinator mm-hmm. job. Um, again, this is probably going to be somebody else that won't be around come uh, fall. But uh, you know, we wish Brian Flores the best. I, I like this guy. You didn't know what was going on with him coming in. He had the, there was the controversy things going on. You know, down yep. in Miami. I thought, oh yeah, yo, know, what is you know, and you know what, Flores did nothing but good things when he came here. So I wish Mr. Brian Flores the best, and hope he gets the best job offer, takes the best job opportunity there is for him out there because, you know, sometime you got to take what you earn, and he's right now he's deserving, man. So Heck yeah, like, like you know, he, he helped turn that defense around, man, big time, big, big time. time. <laughs> um, also, Mike, one thing I I, I did want to question you about, I seen. The ESPN analytics, you may or may not have seen this, uh-huh. has DJ, and of course I'm talking about Deontay Johnson, mm-hmm. ranked five, five, okay? Mm-hmm. And the analytics at ESPN also has George Pickens ranked 15. 15. Does that make any sense to you? No. That's why I don't Not really a, pay attention to those things because what are they? What, you know what the fuck? Yeah, is that? I, I I don't see it. Like like the I think the DJ heavy, is like, ranked like... toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and George Pickens is certainly higher than that. So I, I don't. I I've seen this and I thought well, maybe Mike 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 read something out of this that I didn't. Maybe he. So this is what for see. for wide receivers. Yes, ESPN wide receiver analytics. Oh man, I can't wait to see this one. Oh my god. He's up there with Justin Jefferson, <laughs> Stephon Diggs, AJ Brown, 
Man, Tyler Lockett up there? I don't see that. And then Deontay Johnson. The, the next group down, like CD Lamb. Yeah, I think he should be a little higher. Tyreek Hill. They have he's AJ better than Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. That's overall uh, better than Tyreek Hill. They had like getting open. They have him out as getting open, best at getting open. Him and wow, Tyreek Hill. I, I, uh, uh, like I may, said, maybe there's the somebody I didn't know. Pickens, I yeah, know. I, I give him that. He's they have him at 99. Yeah, yeah, right. You but like. Know. They have like Jamar Chase isn't even in the top overall. Or like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? Jamar right. Chase, who's I'm sorry, is the best receiver in the NFL. They don't have him up there. That's what I'm saying. Like, what, 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 what am I reading? Tyler Lockett, but I, I well, like when it comes down to like people talking about the best receivers, it, you know, it's usually like Diggs, Jefferson, and what are you um, feeding Jamar us Chase. at ESPN? Like, you can make these numbers look anything like you want, man. Yeah. Oh, so I, I couldn't live with that in my life, just being the only person that knew this information. So I, so, do, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, share like it overall. Everybody. It goes AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, Tyler Lockett, Stefan Diggs, number five, Deontay Johnson, <laughs> Bullshit. six, George Kittle, the tight end, seven, T Higgins, eight, Brandon Ayuk, nine, Chris Olave, nine as well, uh, Devontae Smith. They were tied. Then Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, C.D. Lamb, finally Jamar Chase at fourteen. Unbelievable. I, 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 I what? I think they're smoking crack up there because that's that's unbelievable. I, 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 I don't, I don't see it. I'm sorry. Jamar did, did, Chase to did, did me Jamar is the best Ch receiver. Did Jamar Chase not have any touchdowns this year? Did, did Jamar Chase run backwards when he caught every pass? See what I'm saying? It just it makes no sense. What what are they yeah. doing? They're just throwing shit together and putting it out there. Now yeah, everyone's like, gonna be at work saying, you know what, you're you're wrong. DJ is number five on the all time. ESPN says so. Yeah, I, I so just, people believe this shit. Did you watch a game? Did you watch a Steeler game this year? Yeah, I I don't get it. I don't I don't understand it. Like you know, they have like getting open. Deontay Johnson 90, 99. I, I I they do actually making the chat catch. He's uh his value is like a fifty six. So that's about right. Yeah, <laughs> yards after catch, like a his values of forty three. So that th those two track, but this is uh a analytics man. Sometimes and, they just make me scratch my head. Other times, like they're very informative. Like absolutely, are, and this is ESPN. But, I mean, you're sitting there thinking this this is the best information that you could get. I am just, I'm dumbfounded. Dumb, I am dumb, dumbfounded. Like I am obviously dumb, but I am like dumbfounded now. Yeah, I. I Jam I'm sorry, like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson are the two best receivers in the league. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, Mike. Like, I, I get it. You know, J Jamar Chase didn't play the whole year. So, you, you know, you're using his numbers for this year and two. But still, like, the time that he played. Jamar Chase's jockstrap did more than Deontay Johnson did last year. It <laughs> caught more than Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Oh it carried God. more. I could tell you that. Yeah, this, this, this is just just wild. My couple things other than this, um, football, football, we're not making our picks till tomorrow, but we do have four very special teams left that are going to be playing this weekend to try to go to the Super Bowl. Um, Mike, I want to talk a minute with you about the um, the NFC game. Now, when these two gentlemen played one another at in college, when um, Purdy was at Ohio, Iowa State and 
um, Jalen Hurts, of course. They played a game against one another where Jalen Hurts had four, 341 yards, Ooh. five total touchdowns. Purdy had 337 yards and six total touchdowns. In <laughs> a 42 to 41 loss, Purdy took the took the uh, the loss to Jalen. Mike, this game has potential to be a really good game. This NFC game on uh, Sunday. I I hope so, man. Is I both defenses are amazing, but if both these quarterbacks can can ball out like that, I would. I'd be. I'm excited ecstatic. for these games. I am excited. Yeah. Like. See, I, I like a high-scoring game, but I also love those hard-hitting defensive struggles. But this one, I kind of want to see it. Just, I just want to see these two just sling it around. I do, too, Because you know man. what Jalen Hurts can do. Like, it, dude impressed this year. I didn't. I, I was totally wrong. I thought he was going to be like, oh, why are people talking this up, man? Yeah. His first two years, he was terrible. Like, yeah, he tore it up at Oklahoma. But now watching him play, I'm like, I was wrong. Dude is legit. And wouldn't it be great? You know, Brock Purdy was like one of those guys who fell through the tra- cracks of the whole evaluation yeah. process and just comes out and be in this legit guy. And they just go out there and they sling it back and forth like they're back in college. I would love Mike, it. I would love 2019, it. 42, Oklahoma 42, Iowa State 41. If this game is any, even a, a fraction as good as that game is, this game is going to be amazing. Plus, it's the pros. You got Brown and Philly. You got all these players. And then San Francisco with that whole team. It's going to be oh. a lot of fun, and that that's just one game. You've got the Bengals and the Chiefs on the other side where the yeah. Bengals have beat the Chiefs consistently you now, and they get, mm-hmm. the Chiefs can't get a win against them, and Mahomes is hurt. And he, I, I, I love it, Mike. I love it. I love it. It's championship weekend. Of course, teams are dwindling down. There's not as much football, but this should be the best football that you could uh, that you could pay oh. for. I mean, this is this is the big big time. Man. This should be – these should be two of the best games of the year. Yes, and it's and, no, there's not one team in there that's like, oh, they should. These four teams deserve to be there. These four yes. teams are your four best teams, and you're gonna get the two best that go to the Super Bowl. I, uh, I'm like, I, I'm jazzed. I, I, I can't wait, man. I cannot wait for this round to begin. I, me it's too. Be, me too, Mike. Oh, I see that. Like, I earlier in the week, man, that. you were you were down on this. You were down on this. I, now you you're getting fired up into it, man. Well, you just can't, you you can't deny the talent. You know, you're you're you reading can. numbers and you're like, you know, this is this is good football. This is what it's all about. This is what you you play for. You you want to get to this point mm-hmm. and to have four teams. You don't have a Cinderella this time. You don't have a up and comer. These are your four best teams. No two ways about it. Last week, the other two got to play to see who would be the fourth best between Cincinnati and Buffalo. And guess what? Cincinnati came out on top of that one. They came out impressively, Mike. So these four games are the four – or the four teams, I'm sorry, are the two games that, that, that you want to see this time of year. If your team's not in there and you want to see four teams play football that, that deserve to be going for the Super Bowl, these are them. These are them, Mike. I'm excited. They are. So uh, one, uh, one, more, one more football thing. I'm going to jump, Mike. I'm going to jump from the NFL – and I'm going to go okay. for one quick second because just yesterday, two days ago, we talked about the Pittsburgh Maulers in the US, USFX, USFL. Mm-hmm. You'll see why I'm making a mistake here in a second. They had uh, not only changed their colors to the traditional black and gold of the Pittsburgh area, they also are playing like they're playing their home games at Canton. They're playing their games at Hall of Fame Stadium. I saw that. Mike, I'm excited. I'm going to go. We had people, we had listeners contacting us through face, social media. A gentleman I talked to last night invited us to the game. He says, I'm a Pittsburgh guy, but I'm rooted here in Ohio. It'd be great to see you guys. If you can come up to a game, get a hold of me. People are getting excited about this Maulers team. Mike, I'm getting excited about this Maulers team. However, Uh-oh. however, across the hall 
you have a rival of this. You have another league who's fighting to be that number two league, the XFL. Now, the XFL, we have uh, Heinz Ward, who's going to be coaching. We have Rod Woodson that's going to be coaching. A lot of Pittsburgh ties. You're going to see guys that you recognize, names that you know, guys that – which one of these two leagues, Mike, do you – do you look forward more to watching? And not for, you know, a lot of people are going to say maybe the XFL because, they're you know, who knows, the XFL, it's it's a little different. It always had something, little different elements to it. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, at the end of the day, what do you look forward watching to more? These two gentlemen we uh, have here in Pittsburgh, Woodson and, and Heinz Ward, and the XFL coaching, or do you look forward to the USFL and seeing these maulers who's kind of getting a little bit of momentum and traction going. And like I said, football season's over. Maybe the folks here in Pittsburgh will take the trek up there an hour and a half and, and watch some of these games. I'm more interested in the, uh, in the XFL. Okay. I, like the last time they were out, I thought the product, it, like it was one of the better, yes, better run leagues. That was not the NFL. I mm -hmm. like the games were actually pretty good games to that watch went right I, into COVID. And you know what? Right, I remember saying like, that, that with that, you like that just, un, you know, unfortunately like ruined that league, man. Cause yes. then those games, like people are like, we're talking about them. Ooh. Like, you know what? This isn't bad. Like they're enjoyable. We can sit down and watch the game and I'll be like, Oh my God, this is so boring. It's like, Hey, it's not bad. It's not the NFL, but it's football and it's competitive football. And it was good. So I, I'm rooting for the XFL. I want to see this league succeed. I want to see the USFL succeed too, but I just have more more ties to the XFL because I was right. there like when it first launched. I was yeah. through it again and watched it this time. So I, I want to watch the third inter iteration of it. So I, I'm kind of just, I have more rooting interest in the XFL. And I just think the way that it was played going into the last, going into like right before COVID hit, I thought the football was pretty good football. You know, it was enjoyable to watch. I can't agree more with you, Mike. I do recall having this conversation with you and many other people just talking about how mm -hmm. good the XFL got the second time around. I am excited. If I have to pick one, I'm going to pick the USFL. I do have a little bit of a history with the, with the Maulers. You know that. I've kind of mm -hmm. been a fan when I was a kid. So I do. I want to see them do really well. And like I said, it's a Pittsburgh team. It's going to give people the opportunity to take the drive up the turnpike yep. and enjoy some of these games. And, and I hope people do that. But on the other hand, I, I'm pulling for the XFL, too, for all the all the reasons that you pointed out. I you know I can't oh, really yeah. say anything different. And I do want to see these gentlemen, uh, Mr. Ward and Mr. Woodson, do great things being the coach. And, and like I said, you're going to see other names that you recognize along the way. I think last time we we see Martavius Bryant was in the XFL. I think, um, you know, a couple other former Steelers that, that were pretty decent big names when they were here ended out there. Yeah, I think uh, he's playing again, too. I think he's going to be back in the XFL. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and you're getting, well, talk, talk this about guy, this guy dude, was a talent. Mike, he we, was great. He, he got screwed over by the league and then yes. trying to crack down on all the pot. So that was some BS. Dude was a dynamic player. Absolutely, man. And getting an opportunity to see him because he could have been. He could have been something else. He could have been a, definitely a player in the NFL. So it isn't like you're getting high school talented guys in these leagues. You're getting guys that, that, that just got, you know, they, they couldn't make the cut to be that top 1%. And, you know, yeah. you got to sometimes take that because it's still good football. It is. Yeah. And, you know, not not every league is going to be, you know, the NFL. Yeah, the NFL. That's, you know. Yeah, you know, it is what it is, man. We need a like, TNA and a um, AEW out there. You know yeah, what I mean? You, Giving yeah, them a little you need run a, for... You need an alternative, man. And yeah. that's what it is. And everyone says, oh, God, it's so boring without football. And then there's football. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Down, show up and watch some football. We got the girls in um, uh, the Passion, the Pittsburgh Passion. They start in April. We have these two teams going through spring. I, I like it. I like it a lot, Mike, because that gets us to the draft. That gets us to free agency. And that gets us to camp even quicker. Oh, yeah. So yeah, football, I, uh, 365, baby. I'm loving it. I'm loving sports. 
365. Yes. Um, one other thing, Mike, from football. Uh, I just want to bring this up. I'm not bringing up for debate. It was just a number that I came across yesterday. Mm -hmm. Did you know, and, and you may have, but before um, Joe Burrow got hurt his rookie year, yep. he was 2-7-1, 2-7-1. So I'm just throwing that out there for the people that, that like to continue this debate beyond our show because, oh, they're out there. I run into them on uh, social media a lot, and uh, they, they always try to pull me in, Mike. They try to pull me in. See, I, I'm not taking the bait. I almost bit off. I almost, I almost started talking about it, but no, 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 no. I'm just going to pull it You're good, back. brother. Uh, also, Mike, um, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if you've seen this at all. The Duquesne and uh, Loyola Chicago game in Pittsburgh the other day mm -hmm. in, in the city, Duquesne. They uh, played a game against Lo Loyola. Did you happen to catch what happened in this game? No, I did not. During the game, the game was hilariously, quote, not my word, halted mike the game between duquesne and loyola chicago was hilariously halted uh -huh. by the uber eats guy the uber eats guy comes <laughs> walking on the court like you know how sometimes you have to kind of get, cut that corner of the court like you know yes. like in high school games no there was a college game going on duquesne loyola they're playing basketball they're passing shooting running all this stuff and this guy with his bags of uber eats comes walking across the court like he takes that 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 quarter court cut uh -huh. and everyone's looking at him like what are you doing referees have to stop the game blow the whistles in uh the five stars baby he's getting five star review for me if that was my food <laughs> whoever nothing that would was. slow him down i love it Whoever it, that was was a beast who ordered that uh that uber eat meal you know what? and had the guy delivered to him directly oh, yeah. in that gym I, I'd like to talk to that oh, person. Yeah. yeah, he he's my this guy is my absolute hero. This guy he knows he's being timed on the delivery. He had to get through to the game. I'll go through all this BS, and he's like, I got like ten seconds to get it here, yeah. and I am, I'm he's getting like, it. He's like, I'm getting it to my guy, getting his food hot and fresh. Mike, think of this: you got to find parking, you got to make your way into the stadium, you got to yeah. deal with the ticket people, deal with security, yeah. get through with this bag of food, all this stuff. And he, now he's on the he's on the court, Mike. He's on the court. This the game's guy, going on. This guy is a, an American hero. I love him. Like, Only in you know Pittsburgh, what? baby. He needs. He deserves the Presidential Medal of Freedom. <laughs> I seen this. I thought you. I, this is this is great. This is great stuff here, man. You he you couldn't is, have written it any different. You couldn't have drew that up, scripted it any differently. No, no. I I, I love it. I love it. He is my hero. Yes. <laughs> too funny uh, like spring training spring training on uh, baseball the games the games themselves they start one month from yesterday so pitchers ooh. and catchers will be in Bradenton soon uh not too long after that the rest of the guys will be there <laughs> getting ready to get this baseball season started Mike there's there's a little bit of optimism this year about this Pirates team and you know we we talked plenty about what's going on and bringing cuts back probably for PR reasons. Oh but yeah. You know what? They've been digging these players that were, that are a little bit better than the players they had. And they put together from what I'm gathering, Mike, people are saying that, that people might be surprised, not in the sense that we might be winning a world series, not in the sense that we might be going back to the playoffs, but we might be surprised by the results that this team brings and uh, you know, do hopefully a lot better than a 100 loss season, which, you know, we need it. They need it. Up hey, there, man. 99 losses is still better than a hundred loss season, baby. That's true. And I could see that, that nothing up there with this stupid smile on his face the whole time, you know, 
We only got we got 99 losses. That's not even better than one. Get the fuck out of here, Bob. Nothing. Trademark. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mike, and also uh, one more thing. What's the M? What's going on with the M&Ms? I, I don't know. I have no argument. What's going on with the M&Ms and their change of culture because uh, Meyer no, Rudolph, the actress. No, no. What, what happened Lock. is like, you know, they, they, they changed like some colors and they changed some M&Ms and they had more female M&Ms. And then right. people go, oh, my God, they're attacking us, man. They're attacking this. They're attacking that. So M&Ms. Who are the like, men you know that are saying we, this is what they're I like, know. We were just having fun with making new characters. Yes. So guess what, guys? They're gone for now. And, you know, we're going to have Maya Rudolph come in and be our spokeswoman. <sighs> Yeah, this See, is just a company trying to have fun with characters, else. and then people going like, "Oh, you're taught, you're attacking masculinity. Oh, you're attacking heters. Oh, you're just forcing this narrative." And they're like, "No, we just had like we gave someone some boots. We made this one a little less sexy. We made this one. We're just like making Eminem characters somewhat masculine." But that's that's why would anybody even be like, concerned? Anyone about who that, gets that's... like offended by like the candy, like get the get, get out of here, get out of here. I I. I saw this. I'm like, at first, I saw, like some guy was like rail, ranting and raving in front of the M M&M and M store. I thought it was a parody. I thought it was a parody. You know, this guy was like deeply offended by the change of this. And M M&M and M was like, you know what? You all lost your mind. Exactly. They're like, you lost your mind. We're getting rid of them. My Rudolph coming in. Uh, I, 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 why I they keep? People. Why they keep bowing to these maniacs? I, I think they probably, they probably didn't want to have you know like these people they're probably afraid they're going to show up and probably like shoot them and they're like you know what we ain't dealing with that nonsense you get one maniac who has a different opinion in the whole the whole oh it wasn't just one change. man it was like then all of his followers and then Ooh, all I, these other people picking up and eminem was like you know what y'all lost your minds we're just trying to have fun get out I mean, of these here. guys are losers obviously if this is what you're doing with your life you're you're, you're offended because m&ms are different colors and hey, get Dude, yeah, I, I this I is like, oh that's really bad. That's really yeah. bad. It like it, yeah. So I, it, it just kind of makes me want to go and buy more M and M's. Like this is gonna ruin my diet. So therefore, it affects me. So now I'm really mad. I just can't even believe it. I, I can't believe I, this is where I, we are. I hate people. We're like so, but we're we're. Oh. This, this is this is why I just watch sports. Yeah, this is why I analyze the draft. Then you get to read stuff like he's handsy, like whoa, hey now, hey, yeah. I don't need, I don't even know, like he's a good penetrator. I, I can't wait for draft season to where I can read. He's a good penetrator. Oh, you. <laughs> uh, a couple other things I do want to mention real quick before we get into our daily trivia, Mike. Uh, a couple of things. There is a uh, podcast that just started. I do want to mention it. They uh, have a connection to one of the people who are on the show. The show is called Too Open-Minded. Too Open-Minded. Go check these guys out. They talk about a lot of different things, a lot of different subjects, and, uh, you know, conspiracy theories, um, haunted houses, paranormal, just whatever you could think about. Go check them out. They are also on uh, YouTube. They have a lot of different uh, shorts out, things like that. Check it out. It's called Too Open-Minded. And finally, uh, Mike, a couple other uh, guys, Antoine, of course, from uh, Hit Him Hard. He's been getting a hold of me. We're going to try to get him in as soon as possible. They're getting right. re ready to release some new music. So uh, be that's looking forward to about. those guys being back on. And there's also a gentleman named Michael that's been in contact with us because he produced a Pittsburgh Steelers song, which is pretty good. I get to get 
did get to hear a sample. Yes, he, he played uh, it for me the other day. That's right. He wants to get on and talk about it a little bit. I think he said he's going to play a sample while he's on. But the uh, the actual song itself is not going to be released until before, right before the season kicks off. But we are going to have him in, talk about it, talk about the production and how we got the ideas. And and like I said, we'll get to hear a sample on the air. So oh. look forward. we got some really cool stuff coming up with those Go. guys. Coming um, back to as, our roots, baby. Yes, interview I'll time, baby. It's almost February. Uh, Mike, are you ready to do? Well, you know what? Go ahead and knock out the uh, website, and then we'll hop on some trivia, huh? TwoDumbYinzers.com is the number two, D-U-M-Y-I-N-Z-E-R-S.com. You head over there. We have links to everything, YouTube, Spotify, Anchors, our main platforms. Um, What else do we have here? We have links to Facebook, Instagram, Twitters, emails, everything you need at TwoDumbYinzers. There you go, everybody. Go to twodumbyenders.com. Check it out. A lot of good stuff over there. We are live all week long, Monday through Friday, right here from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. We appreciate everybody for checking us out. And also, everything that we do that particular day goes up that particular evening on Spotify in the podcast form. If you just want to listen, you just have time to have it on in the car. Podcast form over on Spotify, 8 o'clock evening from that day. Mike, are you ready for some Super Bowl trivia? Yeah. I'm right. I'm 100% ready. Let's do this. So we are. We're only a couple weeks away from the Super Bowl, so we are all exclusive Super Bowl trivia right now. Maybe until we get the teams. Once we get the teams, Mike, oh, we can change yeah. up a little bit next week in the week yeah, after. That works. Um, all right. So here we go. You ready? Super Bowl trivia question of the day. Play at home. Here we go. How much was a ticket for Super Bowl one? How much was a ticket for Super God, Bowl? They talk about this every flipping Super Bowl. One and go. They talk about this every Super Bowl. They act like inflation's not a thing. Skill mm. me. Every Super Bowl, I hear it. Mm. All right. Pencils down. Question. Let's go 10 bucks. Question of the day. How much was tickets for the very first Super Bowl between who? The Packers and the Chiefs? Packers and the Chiefs, yes. All right. Mike says $10. $10. Yeah. Ten is that your final answer? Yeah, because yeah, I was leaning towards five. I'm like, yeah, let's go with ten. Let's go with ten. All right, let's lock you in on ten. Lock it in. All right, one more time for everybody at home. Here we go. How much was the tickets for Super Bowl one at the time? This probably seemed like a lot of money. Obviously, now in 2023, it seems very minuscule. And this is probably the amount that you're going to buy uh, a beer with if you're lucky at the Super Bowl. The answer, Mike says ten. The answer is. Oh, so sorry. Close. I I give you that. Don't be so offended by the the buzzer, Mike, because you were very Mm. close. You're only $2 off. The ticket prices for Super Bowl one were $12, $12, $12, two fives, two ones, a 10, two ones, 12 ones, whatever way you put it, it was $12. And uh, you know what? That's tough. I'm looking for a specific in, you know, there's a gazillion picks you could have possibly had so good job i think that she was close enough and um hand grenades horseshoes whatever yeah but my twelve dollars was what it cost you to get in to see the packers bart star versus the chiefs in super bowl one 
You know what? I'll take that. I'll take close. Yeah. And like I said, uh, you know, probably probably take cost you more money to get a beer at the Super Bowl nowadays. Oh, probably now. Beer's probably like 15, 20 bucks. Wouldn't surprise me. That's price price gouging. But hey, Mike, you got anything before we take off today, man? Um, Chris Letang, one of the best Penguins defensemen of all time. And if you don't like him, you're an idiot. Absolutely. A lot of idiots, Mike, because uh, the the fucking Chris Letang, I disagree with them. I think he's one of the best. And you know what? Tonight, if you like your Penguins and you're, you know, you're rooting for them and you want them to get to the playoffs, tonight's a good game to watch because you are playing the villains, the villains, the Washington Capitals, Ovi and all them guys down there. So check it out. Um, Mike. You know what, brother? We got picks tomorrow. We got to get ready for the uh, championship weekend. So we're going to do all that tomorrow. Yes, yes. yes. But you know what? We do thank everybody for watching. We uh, hope everyone continues so. And for Ryan, Mike, the two dumb users, we'll see you tomorrow. See ya. (laughs) No, 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 no.